0: Will you pray with me? God, we thank you that you have a new normal for us, that we don't have to keep living in the old ways that really aren't working for us anymore, that you have a new life, you have new things that you are calling us to. We thank you, God, that you're creating a new day in this world and that you want to use people just like us, to shine your light and ignite your change. We pray God will come this morning as people who are ready to do just that, to shine your light, to ignite your change, to work with you for the new thing you are doing in our life and in our world. Use this moment, God. Use this moment to change us and change the world. Do what only you can do with us and with this moment. Transform it. Change it into something powerful. Make the world new and different. And may we always, God, may we always give all the glory and the honor and the praise for those new things. May we give it to who deserves it, and that is you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. When I was in graduate school in Nashville, Tennessee, one of my very good friends was in med school at the same university. We went out to lunch one day and she told me that she was doing a rotation in the ecology department at Vanderbilt. I immediately made a connection the head of the department, went to the church. He, he was a leader in our church that I, I was a part of when I was in Nashville. I was so excited that, that she was going to connect with him. And, and so I asked her, I was like, do you know this doctor? He goes to my church. I was like so excited about it. And I remember that the moment I asked her his name, her entire demeanor changed. She was like, yeah, I know him how do you know him? And I was like so excited and proud to tell her, he goes to my church. He's a leader in our church. We absolutely love him. And she was like, oh, okay. I, I didn't know he went even went to church. And I immediately in that moment thought it's because he's brilliant. It's because he's the leader of the department. Sometimes people don't think that folks who go to church are, are brilliant leaders. So that has to be what it is. So I was like, is it because you're surprised because he's so smart? And she was like, No. And I was like, I just gave her that look like, oh, this conversation's getting awkward. And all of a sudden, she just blurts out, Erica, he is not nice. Like, he's kind of a jerk to work with. No one really likes him. He's an awful boss. He, he's demanding and loses his temper all the time. Like, he's not fun to work with. And I'm just surprised that he is a follower of Jesus, the way he treats those of us in that department. I'll be honest with you guys. I was devastated in this moment. A man who I admired who I loved, who was an amazing leader at the church where I was working, was not the same person at work. All of us probably know, have had this kind of moment. When the person that you work with or, or someone that you're spending time with, their life doesn't seem to match up. There seems to be two different people. At work, they're one person and in the rest of their life, there's someone, someone else. I, I remember wrestling with this. I still wrestle with this moment of, of being absolutely amazed at the Christian leader this guy was at our church and the way that did not match the way people at work experienced him. I was devastated that this was the case. And after wrestling for quite some time with that, praying to God, reading the Bible, these are the two things that I have found. Everything matters to God. Everything matters to God. It matters to God that this guy was a leader doing awesome things in his church. That matters to God. And it matters to God that his life didn't match up when he was at work. It matters to God that this woman was working hard, long hours, and, and needed someone to offer the example of Jesus to her at work. That matters to God. It matters to God that, that, that we're surprised when people's lives don't match up with the way we think. It matters to God that we're amazing leaders and researchers and brilliant thinkers and it matters to God that even when our gifts are perfectly suited for our field and we don't cover them with kindness and love and grace at work, that matters to God. It matters to God that we are able to do amazing and new things through the work God has called us to do. And it matters to God that we don't like our jobs and we don't want to get up tomorrow morning and do them anymore. All of this matters to God. It matters to God. Everything matters to God. And the second thing that I know without a doubt is that God wants to make everything new. Every single thing God wants to make new. If if you are tired of the normal way that you experience things at work, God wants to make that new. If you are are tired of, of experiencing people in two different ways, right? Like, I really like hanging out with this person outside of work, but they are not nice to hang out with at work. God wants to make this new and different. He wants to make your work environment new. If you are exhausted and tired of your job and you're ready for something new, God is ready for something new for you. If you are the person who is one person when you're not at work and a different, not so good person at work, God wants to make that new. If your work is absolutely depleting you and you are kind and gracious to the people at work and you come home and you are empty and you have nothing left, God wants to make you new. God is ready to take our work and make every single thing new. And not just our work, but the world God has called you and asked you and gifted you with something special to make this world new and different. What is it that you do? Do you, do you build buildings? Do you supervise people? Do you collect taxes? Do you make photographs? Are you a full-time stay-at-home mom raising the next generation of children? Are you a teacher? Are you a preacher? What is it that God has asked you to do? God wants to make the world new through what it is God has asked you to do. So what is it that we are going to do so that people don't say that person is is connected to Horizon Church, like they are a follower of Jesus, but instead that people are saying that person is a follower of Jesus and my life is new and different and bright because of, of them and the way they interact with others around them. If you have your Bibles with you, if you'll just open up to Ephesians chapter 4, that's where we're going to spend some time this morning. We also looked at some verses in Ephesians chapter 4 last week, so I encourage you sometime this week, open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, read this chapter a couple times if you really want to connect to God or if you have some questions or you're struggling because this is a book of the Bible that was written to new Christians who wanted their lives to always be shining light and igniting change. And they weren't always able to do that. See, the old normal, their old normal way is that in one part of their lives, they worshiped God. They they spent time loving Jesus. They, they learned to love one another in a community of, of, of believers in, in a church. And then in another piece of their lives, when they were working or they, they were out in their community, sometimes their lives looked different than what it looked like in the church. And so, Paul has some words that God has really encouraged him to say to these people. I want you to read along with me. It's Ephesians chapter 4, 17 through 24. So I tell you this, Paul says, and I insist on it in the Lord. I mean business is what he says. That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. You must no longer live this old normal. God has something new for you. This is what Paul is telling them. See, the old normal means that in verse 18, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Your old normal means your heart isn't soft and kind and and gentle. Your heart is hard and dark having lost all sensitivity, all compassion, all all gentleness, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. Your old normal looks like this. But this, in verse 20, he says, this is what your new normal can look like. That ha- that That old normal is not the way of life that you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, let go of that old normal, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and you were asked to be made new in the attitude of your minds, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who is stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. With him you were sealed for the day of redemption. You were sealed for the new day. God's doing something new. That's who you are. That's what God wants to do in your life. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as God forgave you. Thanks be to God for this word, right? You can put off the old normal and start living into the new normal that God has for you. Some of you are probably asking this morning, how can I begin to do that? How can I shine light and ignite change in my work and in my life so that I can be a part of the new thing that God is doing in my life and in the world? God wants to take our world that is obsessed with competition and comparison And God wants to infuse it with kindness through you. In your jobs, in our work, often what leaves us feeling empty and unfulfilled is we get involved in this competition and this comparison at work. And we forget to use our words and our actions to build one another up, right? That's what Paul says. People will know you are a follower of Jesus when your words and your actions are about building people up. When you are absolutely focused on sharing kindness and love in the world. So the old normal is we participate in competition and comparison. We get involved in in trying to be the best at work. And and that's not bad. It's not bad to be ambitious. The bad part is when we are competitive, when our ambition means that somebody else has to be below us so that we can rise to the top. That's not what God asks us to do. God asks us to take a world that that thinks like that. That's an old way of thinking, that competition and comparison are the only way for me to move up. God says, what does it look like for us to take that way of life and to infuse it with kindness and gentleness, with words that build up and encourage and support one another? What would it look like? What would it look like if tomorrow morning you got up, And you said, my day, my work, my life is going to be infused with the kindness of Jesus in everything I do. My new normal is to engage the world with kindness. The second thing that that he says is that God wants to take the old normal of operating with hatred and bitterness and anger and resentment. Did you hear how many times Paul told the people, you're operating out of anger and bitterness. You are going to sleep with this anger and this bitterness and this resentment in your hearts, and it will take a hold of your life. If you want the devil to have a foothold in your life, keep going to bed, holding on to that anger and that that resentment and that bitterness, that is the old normal. That is the old way of operating. The new way of operating is to let God infuse that with love. That doesn't mean when somebody has done something wrong to you, when somebody's talked bad about you, that you just, ah, that's okay. I'm going to infuse this with love and, and pretend like that didn't happen. God's not. At, that is not what love is. But love is saying, I'm not going to let this anger and this bitterness and this resentment eat up every single second of my life. I'm going to let God love me, and I'm going to figure out how to love those people that have caused this bitterness and anger and resentment to build up in my life? I'm going to actually deal with my anger, right? Paul says, what, is it, what does it look like for you not to go to bed, do, not to let the sun set on your anger anymore? What does it look like to actually have a conversation with, with with someone who hurt you at work? You know what? When you said this, it hurt me. When you did this, it hurt me. And I'm not asking you this. I'm not having this conversation with you because I don't like you or I don't want you to, to, to like me or I want to make conflict happen. I'm asking you to deal with this because we need to infuse our workplace with love, our home with love. We need to operate with love in a world that so often operates off of hatred and bitterness and anger and resentment. What does it look like for you to infuse it with what God wants us to infuse it with? Love. Love. Love, it is hard. It, God is not saying that, that you're going to wake up in the morning and go to work and everything's going to be fine if you just put a smile on your face and pretend to love everybody. But God is saying the hard work of loving those around us, of not letting bitterness and hatred and anger lead the way, that that actual hard work will change us and change the world. Are you ready to shine light and ignite change at, at your work? Then what does it look like? To let love guide the way. Real, good love to lead the way. The third thing is that God wants to take a world that's old normal was to operate and being fearful and distracted, and God wants to infuse it with joy for what is right now so often we get caught up in, in, in the next thing like when i get this promotion it's going to fix everything when when i get to this next position it's going to fix everything if i just get out of this terrible job it's going to fix everything right and, and i'm not saying god may not be god may be calling you away from the work you're doing and into something different i'm not saying that god's not doing that but what i'm saying is if you just are bouncing from job to job to job because this next job is going to fix everything it may not be uh, the, job, the jobs problem, right? It might be a toxicity in your life problem. And God wants to infuse this this toxic wanting something next and different and new all the time. God wants to infuse it with joy for what is right now. When is the last time you experienced deep down joy in your work? What is it that you're doing every single day that's not causing you to have any joy. So the question, the answer to this question might mean you need to move into something different, a different or new line of work. But this also might mean that God does have something joyful and good for you right where you are, and it's not actually just in the next thing that God is doing. What does it look like to let go of that, oh, if I can just do these things and get this thing off my checklist and and get this promotion or get to this next job or get this next gig? everything will be okay. It may not be okay. And God has joy for you right now in this moment. What does it look like for you to begin to find the things that bring you joy in your job right now? In the early days of the pandemic, I remember when everything shut down. I I was paying attention to what folks who were working were doing. People were taking these major and huge pivots And I remember there's a guy in our church, he owns a construction company, and and the construction business here in Tampa continued to do well, even while we were all shut down and and locked up, continued to do well. The hospitality industry was struggling, right? They were having to lay off workers or furlough workers, and and things were a little desperate and uncertain. And I I remember talking to him, and, and he said, he told me, he's like, things are going well, and, and he was hiring workers from the hospitality industry to do the jobs that he needed at his construction sites. And I remember thinking, what a good and awesome way to move forward in life, right? You could, you could use the guys you already have on the job to make things work, right? We could, we could do more with, with less people, and that means more profit margin. Or the work that I'm doing, the, the work of building new and amazing things in this wonderful city, could actually incorporate the lives of people who are desperate and hungry and need something right now? What does it look like for the work of my hands to be about providing for those in need? I remember being absolutely amazed that that he began to think differently about how he was doing his job, about who he was hiring, about how they were going to do things, about the new thing that God may want to do through a construction company here in town. And these stories are throughout Tampa. People who are committed to to shining the light of Jesus and igniting the change God wants for us. As as God does something new, as God builds something new here in this place, are, are thinking about how does God take the work of my hands and make it new? Make it help those who are in need. Make it shine your light and ignite your change. And here's the deal. If you're not connected to Jesus, it's going to be impossible to infuse the world with kindness or love or to find joy because we know the depth and the realness of those things because we are connected to a life of Jesus. We know what kindness looks like because Jesus has been kind and loving and gracious with us even when we didn't deserve it. We know how to do that because we've experienced it through the grace of Jesus. We know how to love because we have been loved first by a God who sees us and knows us, who looks at our gifts and our faults and says, I love you and I want to use you. And we are able to do that in the world because we've been seen and known and loved by that God. We are able to find joy in the present moment because you and your life exactly who you are and what you're doing right now brings joy to God. We can experience joy because it is only known through being connected to Jesus Christ. If you're having a really hard time shining light or igniting change at work, it may be because you're not connected to Jesus. What does it look like? To take some time every single morning before you get out of your car, before you turn on your Zoom meetings, before you walk into the next gig, what does it look like to take, take just one second and say, God, use these hands for your work. Use my body, my mind, my life for your work. Use me to shine your light and ignite your change as you build something new through me today, God. And for those of you who've never, ever given your life to Jesus, it is time it is time because God wants to start building something new in your life. Pray with me, will you? God, for those who have never, ever connected to you, who, who are making that decision for the first time right now, I pray for them. I pray, God, that they will experience your kindness in a way that transforms them, that they'll experience your love in a way that overwhelms them, that they will experience your joy in a way that, that just changes them in the entire world. For those of us, God, who are connected to you and know the depth of those things that you offer to us, we thank you for giving it to us every single day. And we pray, God, we will be vessels of your kindness, of your love, and of your joy in our work today. We love you, and we thank you for loving us. Amen.